Welcome back to another episode of the TagCast. We are the podcast home of theadultgamer.com, a group of adults from all walks of life who enjoy playing video games and keep on going on doing those adult things, like paying bills and working jobs and having families and or just, you know, other adult things that you maybe What, what about living in a van down by the river? That is that that could be an adult thing, you know. <laughs> that that's a possibility. There's there's lots of different ways you guess you can be an adult in places in the world. But anyways, I am Finn, and the uh, the amazing voice you heard there was the Optimus Fett. So how do you do, sir? I'm good, Finn. How how about you? How's how's the uh, school year starting for you? Oh, it's it's an interesting one. You know, like. Uh, <laughs> I honestly though, like I have a, I just, it's, it's been a smooth start. I just, you know, like, like every job has like the coworker that you just can't stand and you just don't trust them and believe in them. And you, yeah, I, I have one of those and it's just, it grinds my gears, but I'm doing everything in my power to make up for the, deficiency of this coworker and just keep carrying on. So um good good good. You know, how are you know, how is the uh how's the uh, weight training business and the uh you know, it's good. Training? I don't I don't have I don't have one of those coworkers, but we're small still and like everybody kind of just fits in. We all fit in niche and we all work really well together and we don't you don't like like you don't really work. I don't really work with my coworkers. We kind of work True. at the same place, but we're not like having to do like we don't ever have to do group projects or like you know things like that. Or we're like and the only time I'm with all of them is if we have like a meeting about once a month or something where we usually go over like, hey, this has been going on or this needs to be done. So um, I love it. It's it was just funny. I've been there seven years now. It's the first job where I get up every day and I'm never like sad to go to work i may be tired i may not want to go just because i'm tired or i'm exhausted or i stayed up too late playing halo or call of duty or something but i always have a good time once i get there so that's awesome that's awesome to have i mean i I don't feel that way most of the time it's just sometimes there's just that people that you're like nah right don't you know i see them walking down the hallway and i'm like no thank you I'm just going to go the other way. Right turn. <laughs> yeah. 
I've had those jobs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. So yeah, no, it, it's all enough right, about though. that real world stuff. Yeah, let's but... let's let's talk games. That's yeah. what we're here for. You know, I mean, I'm gonna just go ahead and jump off with it because I have only been down the rabbit hole of two games, and that's you know, Hunt, my my standby game of your just, your current addiction. Yeah, and uh, Remnant Two. You know, I it's what only been out for like a month now, and I, I rolled credits on the game, and now I'm running through oh, the, the story. yeah, I'm running through the rerolled worlds, and this game is just fascinating to me the way they developed it because I've been talking with Warlock, McSwitch, Madwick, Bromano, all of us seem to have very different story experiences because each world has two big story missions and you don't know which one you like what i will oh, get cool. may be very different than what warlock or you know bromano gets and you know it's just really cool because like we couldn't talk to each other about it because it would be spoilery because spoilers yeah. Yeah, that's cool so you know and even like not even just on top of like the world itself there are like four let me one, two, there are three main worlds that you travel to that have these different story main story missions that you could get, but you don't get them in the same order. So I got Nerud first time, and Warlock got Yesha, and you know Madwick got uh, Losum the first time. Their first uh, when they first started playing the game. So we both, we all started in very different areas and we couldn't even like compare notes about the area itself. So it's really cool the way they do it. So it gives a lot of replayability. There's a lot of items I still have left to find and, and special weapons that I, I can't wait to find and try out. Cause there's a couple of them. Uh, apparently there's like a lightsaber style weapon I want to discover. So nice. Yeah, no, I'm having fun with it. I, I'm really enjoying it. And I hope to be able to, you know, get through a bulk of the stuff, and I just hope they can fix the co-op on uh, consoles because consoles seem to be really struggling with getting their updates in a timely manner. PC gets them almost immediately. PlayStation is one patch behind PC, and right now Xbox is like two patches behind on PC, which is kind of wild. So, because I would really love to get some uh, co-op in with with the guys, but I'm loving it either way. As a single player game, it's been phenomenal. So that's it for me. I mean, I just haven't had the time re- really these last few weeks. Yeah, so busy. I know part of that. I know uh, Xbox is really strict with their patches and the testing process and everything. Like they're always behind PlayStation. By if not a day, it's a week on some games, um, or f- the devs have to push it out earlier because the Xbox testing process is more rigid, I guess. Um, PC is always easier; they can literally just drop patches out on a whim. Yeah, the the guy from uh, Remnant he said the PC is the Wild West. I mean, they just yeah, there, there's no verification. It's just you drop it and go. Whereas I mean, I guess it makes sense with PlayStation and Xbox. They don't want a patch that comes in there and can disrupt their whole network, if you will. Uh, right. They don't care if it breaks the game. They just don't want ruining their network. And, and that makes sense. Yeah, so that's... that's uh, Yeah. 
I feel you on that one. Uh, let's see. I finished uh, Ghosts of Tsushima on the PS5. I put f almost 41 hours into that game when all said and done rolled credits. I did a bunch of side missions so I could upgrade my gear and skills, but there's still a ton that I could still do if I wanted to and a DLC. But after I rolled credits, I was like, yeah, I think I'm good with this game for now. Take a little break. That was a awesome game uh if you're at all interested in playing a game where you're a samurai that has to turn to more of the dark side as far as what samurai would consider not using honorable techniques almost like becoming a ninja or an assassin that's an excellent game great story um i love that the game had no hud like the hud was not there unless it needed to show you something so and it was cool it was like what I wanted out of Red Dead 2 that Red Dead 2 didn't deliver, because it also it didn't make me drink coffee or eat food or make sure I petted my horse. Like it, it was a game first, and then let me live in that world instead of making me try to like survive. So I appreciated that. Um, you need to go. What's you that? need to go join uh, the Ninja Knight with uh, Obi Ghost Stinger and Ubo with their like co-op oh, yeah. raid mode or whatever thing. Legends mode. I don't know if anybody plays that anymore. I mean, you got to remember that game's. Oh, I know. That game came out in like 2018, 2019. It's a few years old now. Yeah. Um, I've reinstalled the Division 2 because I saw Anthem and Kicked playing it a lot. And there's some new stuff to play. They've been playing this mode called uh, Descent, which is really kind of neat. You, you don't get any of your gear, you don't get any of your skills. <clears throat> you get to pick one weapon and one skill. And then every floor you beat, you get to pick another skill and another upgrade. And as you go floor by floors, then you get like a second weapon and you can upgrade weapons. And um, that's a really cool, fun mode. And it's a good way just to go back and play that game without having to worry about what the current meta weapons are for the regular stuff, which I'm not really interested in. Do you need um, a DLC for that? Is it free? Is it... You know, I don't know if that, if you have to have the Warlords of New York or if you can just do it with the base game, I couldn't tell you. Because okay. I have the, because of my game share buddy, I have whatever all the packs are right now for that game. Um, I've been playing, I, I went back, like I said, I didn't, I didn't get the Battle Pass this season on Modern Warfare 2 because, man, it was a grind to do the last one, Seth. So I was like, nope, no Battle Pass. And that kind of freed me from feeling like I had to play that game every night. Because although it's fun, um... I've been dying to play X Defiant, but it's not out yet. It won't be out for another two to three weeks, to, according to current info. Uh, so I wanted to play something that was similar, and the only game I could think of that was similar was Black Ops 4 having a class-based PvP. And uh, shit, man, that game is still really pretty. It still plays really good. Uh, you know, there's some shenanigans in it, but um, it's still really fun. And uh, Blackout still works. I did some Alcatraz quads which was nice i didn't go into the main map because i had nobody to play with and i didn't feel like i could do much solo so maybe if you're bored one night fen and you want to do duos if you still have it installed on an external drive <laughs> i'm sure i have it there yeah and then uh, i picked up the atari 50th anthology it was on sale on the playstation and there's a bunch of really cool games on there it has everything from like the original pong all the way up to some atari jaguar games it has a really um great version of the atari jaguar tempest 2000 which is updated with the 60 frame mode so it plays really smooth 
it's got a couple janky oh my god it has fight for life from the atari jaguar which was this fighting game that was supposed to be like virtual fighter but it's really really bad like horribly bad i was like wow uh, but there's a little like sleeper of a game that I had heard about. It's kind of a cult game, and it was called Ninja Golf. It actually came out on the Atari 7800, and then I think they ported it to like the Atari home computers also at the time. It's the goofiest game ever. You are a ninja, and you hit a golf ball, and then if you don't make it, well, you won't make it to the you know, to the green right away, wherever you land, then you have to fight other ninjas and stuff to hit the ball again. And it's really funny. It's like a mix of a golf game and Shinobi. And it's just so ridiculous that it's fun. (laughs) So I was like, this is the stupidest thing ever. But I couldn't put it down for like an hour the other day. I was like, this is so addicting. Um, So that's just a silly game on that Atari collection. And then I, uh, since I beat Ghost Tsushima, I decided I wanted a shorter game and i've been itching to get back into spider-man so i fired up spider-man miles morales because i heard um it's not very long and i wanted a shorter game before i tackled something like horizon forbidden west or going back to god of war with ragnarok or i I have a few i have a quite a stack of ps5 games to play through but so i started spider-man miles morales and somehow it's even better than the 2018 spider-man the gameplay is just that much smoother and more precise and fluid and i was like holy shit so that makes me really excited for the second game when that comes out in October. I may not buy it in October. I may wait for a sale, but I'm excited to play it. Well, you have been grinding your... No, I don't know if grinding because you've been enjoying it, but you have definitely been plowing through your uh, PlayStation 5 exclusives, sir. Well, and what I'm doing is is I'm playing, like, I play that game and that game only pretty much as far as a story game. And then I'll play, like, something multiplayer for a cool... Oh, and then, you know, I've been playing some Halo with you guys on Thursdays, which has actually been fun. They actually improved proved it quite a lot. We got some new maps. But, yeah, uh, on my solo gaming time, I'm, I'm playing through those PS5 games. Um they're really addicting. Like, I shit, one day I didn't even realize I'd been playing Ghost Shishima for like seven hours, and I literally was just wandering around the countryside hunting down these like little side quests and secret um, locations and stuff, just exploring. I was like, that hasn't happened in a long time, probably since like Link to the Past or maybe Ocarina of Time or something. So that's, yeah. I mean, hey, if you're having fun, that's all that matters. And you, yeah. You know, and you're enjoying it. I mean, there I am envious of you cuz you're you're digging through a lot of games that I've always had interest in, but I just I haven't figured out a way to find the time or the budget to put into it. So that's awesome, man. I'm glad you're getting your enjoyment that you need out of it. All right, I'm going to switch over to news cuz uh there's been some interesting stories this last this last week or so and uh what game hop would you say it's kind of taken over the the news feed the news feed lately um just Dr- druid druid bear fuckers three <laughs> there it is uh Baldur's <laughs> gate three that game has come out and just literally <laughs> boom 
It has taken the the PC world by storm. That's for sure. At one point, it had eight over eight hundred thousand people playing yeah. it on Steam. That that's amazing for a D and D style game, right? Uh, RPG, yeah. like it's just insane. And I've I've only heard amazing things about this game. And if it ever makes its way to Xbox, I'm very tempted to play it now. But you know, most RPGs, especially big RPGs like this, take quite a while to beat. Supposedly, it takes about 35 hours to beat, according to HowLongToBeat.com. Uh, 94 hours if you want to be a completionist. Well, somebody figured out how to beat the game in 10 minutes. Mm. Yeah. that I didn't read any further because the IGN article I was reading it from, it said spoilers. And I was like, no, thank you. But... You've given me right. the fact I need to know, and somebody has successfully beaten the game in 10 minutes. Uh, I believe that person is the speedrunner May uh, is the person who pulled that off. I mean, pe- that's people, crazy. People who are speedrunners, I, I I applaud you. I just don't have that that gene in me to go. How fast can I? beat this game so anyways that's that's wild i'm not sure if there's been they used a glitch or a bug or anything to do it but they were able to pull it off all right a game i'm interested in i don't know if i'll get it at least right away is assassin's creed mirage and it's gone gold and it's even coming out a week early so it's i heard new release date is october 5th so I'm mostly interested in it because they say it goes back to some of the roots of the AC 1, 2, and 3 days. Uh, and especially they will have a smaller map and it's supposed to be in that 30-hour range maybe. It does take... Yeah, wasn't Valhalla like 60 or oh 80 God, hours or something ridiculous? Like. And it was cluttered with fetch type things and it was just... It was ridiculous. But they... I'm also interested because I think Baghdad can be a really cool ninth century Baghdad, sure. especially it could be a really cool yeah. place to go and explore. Yeah, I'm definitely, I mean, I've enjoyed, I really enjoyed the originals. Like I played one mm-hmm. and two, I think I skipped three and then I did, was it black flag? And then I did origins. I really loved origins a lot, mainly because I loved Egypt. Yep. That um, was a great game. Yeah, I started Odyssey, but I think it hadn't been long enough since Origins. I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to do something like this again. So I, I didn't, I didn't ever finish it. And then uh, I have, I have Valhalla, thanks to my game share buddy. But I don't know if I want to like even start something that big and not finish it. So I just never even started it. Yeah, I mean, I love. We've talked about it before. I love Vikings. I love everything related to Vikings. And when I started seeing all the reports of how massive and long the game was and how kind of filled with fluff it was and you had to do the fluff for a while, I just was I noped out of it. So, you know, I'm hoping this return to roots of kind of a smaller game, smaller map, more curated experience. I will be more inclined to. So I will watch this game and see what happens when it comes out. All right. You mentioned your game share buddy just a second ago, and your game share buddy is a massive, massive racing fan or racing oh, yeah. game fan. And so he has got to be really excited about Forza Motorsport launching here. Uh, 
Double check the date. October 10th here coming up soon. But in a recent more uh, Forza monthly broadcast, the creative director talked about some of the things that won't be there, such as split screen spectator mode and AI racing against AI in certain multiplayer modes. <clears throat> and of course the internet is running with this like wildfire. It, Oh man. Yeah. They have pitchforks and gasoline and everything. They're ready. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I would say it wouldn't be such a big deal if there wasn't a trend with Microsoft having games launched yeah, with missing things. That's, that's part of the problem I think is it's been too many of these in a row where they've promised or had to cut features at the last minute or yeah. And here's the thing, like to me, I, I agree with that sentiment and, I, and I'm perfectly, you know, like understanding of people who are frustrated by the fact that certain features are missing, but I'm kind of at the point where my, my lot, I guess my logical side of the brain is thinking like, I think the split screen is probably the biggest thing that's missing from Forza. And they talked about it being a graphical issue uh, that to do split screen, it it would hit the graphics too hard to be able to have more than one car racing on the same console or I'm assuming console, maybe PC would be fine. I don't know, but I, but you get my point. It does create having to have a trade off when you have two separate cars running around a track. Um, what well, has to render double yeah. on a split screen. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's a lot of work. Makes it it's hard. Probably the same reason why Halo didn't get a split screen either. It's a lot of processing power. Well, that one's a little different in a weird way. Cause it was working in a way. You know? Right. Oh yeah. But that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Digital Foundry found out that little exploit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that one's interesting, but neither here nor there on Halo, but the, the Forza thing, I think the split screen is interesting. Uh, the spectator mode, I also kind of thought that was a little strange. Uh, I'm just assuming they're they're trying to work out some kinks with it. And then the AI feature thing, this one though, I think is makes sense because in the uh, in the uh, monthly broadcast that they had, he pretty much talked about how the AI could screw with your safety rating because the AI wouldn't always be a perfect racer and so what ends up mm. happening would it cause damage to your car which would lower your rating which will lower your rankings and all that stuff so i think this one is this one makes sense like this one is a good one to have um but there will be modes that have ai still so it's not completely cut now, people are also complaining about things like the drift mode and other certain features. And if you are big Forza fans, you would probably know, know that a lot of these modes do come later in the cycle of the game. And they weren't always, none, most of these modes weren't there at launch to begin with anyways, but they did come. And and I think that's also not a bad thing because, you know, it's, sometimes it's nice to have things slowly released over time so you can keep your interest in it and come back to it when you're ready to. Now, I hope they can figure out the split screen stuff and go from there. Speaking of split screen, that's one of the reasons why Xbox isn't getting Baldur's Gate 3 right away because there's something up with the split screen. 
All right. Something about the amount of memory on the Series S is giving them a hard time. Yeah. And, you know, with Microsoft, the games have to work on both the S and the mm-hmm. X. So that's what's... Uh, but they got Microsoft engineer team working with them. Yeah. So hopefully they get that resolved soon. Yeah, that's true. All right. Did you know that the most current Call of Duty or let me see the soon to be released modern warfare three call of duty game is not only going to be on the playstation 5 pc and xbox series consoles it's also going to be on the xbox one and the playstation 4 yeah that's i mean for them their engine is so scalable i'd have to say like as much as everybody bitches about call of duty they do have one of the best engines as far as scaling like it runs pretty decent on the older gen machines and then it runs really really nice if you have a high-end pc or a series x or a ps5 right then you can get all those nice features but it's they have a huge user base and uh they want to make money so yep well do you think there'll be in the next the next <laughs> Treyarch game everybody that wants to buy it you and think- then and then uh well, yeah that'll be interesting i think by then maybe this might be the last one coming out on i think a lot of you're gonna see a lot of games going forward i think not publishing on ps4 and xbox one i mean they'll probably still you'll still get certain games coming to the switch because that is the current machine from nintendo at least probably for another year um but i think a lot of developers going forward are probably gonna focus on the series on the ps5 um so yeah i I don't know we'll see yeah well, you mentioned earlier in the show about Red Dead Redemption 2 and, you know, fantastic oh, game. Oh, God. Well, the first Red Dead Redemption is getting a conversion with air quotes and everything because right. uh, it's not a remaster or a remake. No, it's not. And yeah, it's literally the, the PS3 360 game ported to PS4 and Switch. Yep. Which is great for $50. You get the main game as well as the Undead Nightmare, which is also a fantastic DLC. And yeah, I actually loved the first Red Dead. Once I got used to the controls, the controls were ass. Yeah. <laughs> but the story in the world was really fun, and I never really got bored like the second one did to me. Yeah, I think it was a little bit more action, you know. I didn't st- have to drink coffee. Still felt very... Um, I don't know GTA like in a way, you know, yeah. Horses, so yeah, I I get it. You know, the first one was great and the story was fantastic. You're right, but the so they're getting it and it's for fifty dollars, which you know I guess if you've never played it before, it's still kind of pricey for a over ten year old yeah. game that's not even it's not even being like remastered. It's literally just a port of yep. that. I mean, you basically, if you have a 360 copy, you can throw it into your Series X and you get 4K 60 frame upscaling. Yep. And that was where I was going to go next. The and right now, the even it even with the PlayStation 4, which could be played on the PlayStation 5 as well, and the Switch, the best version is the 360 version on the Xbox right. Series on console. The Series X. Like yeah. you get all the benefits in it, and it. And it just looks great, and it, and it, yeah, it, it's just wild that 
and it doesn't cost you anything. You can go, like I say, you can go find the, if you can find the 360 disc somewhere, it won't cost you $50. All right. I don't even think it's $50 on the Xbox store. Oh, it may not be. I mean, I bought it years ago when it was on sale, and it goes on sale pretty regularly. I got it for like $10, I think, on sale, or $20, something like that. Okay. A favorite game series of both you and I is the Metro series, and this story I thought was really interesting. Uh, The author of the books, the Metro books, uh, Dmitry Glukowski, uh, I totally butchered it and I apologize, but anyways, he apparently is, uh, being sentenced to eight years in prison in Russia and hit the reason why is because he's come out and spoken against the Russians and their, uh, their assault on the country of Ukraine. And he's been very prolific about his uh denial and everything and he's a russian journalist and so they're like hey you're in a i don't say causing civil disrest in russia so you're gonna be charged and convicted of this crime and you will have uh eight years in prison but of course he was tried in absentia and he doesn't live in russia anymore so he you know unless he gets you know, caught and extradited, he's he's good to go, I guess. But yeah, right. But yeah, I thought this was I saw that story. I thought this was just kind of wild, like that he is, you know, in that state. But anyways, hopefully, he keeps working on those Metro games because or and books because they're both really good. All right, my final news story was something that just kind of popped up here a couple days ago, and uh, we talked to few months ago when shredder's revenge uh came out on xbox and we played a played it a lot those first few weeks and had a good time with the old side scroller uh beat em up ninja turtles game and ninja turtles play a pretty heavy part in my childhood you know with the the cartoons and the the movies and all that stuff i really enjoyed them and i've only heard amazing things about this story from the Ninja Turtle comics uh, from the last Ronin. Well, it's we had rumors that it was being developed into a video game and we officially got word that THQ Nordic is publishing the game with uh, their studio. I lost it. Where is it at? Uh, The studio who made it was the uh, the people who did destroy all humans, Black Forest Games. Uh, they did the remakes for Destroy All Humans and Destroy All Humans 2. So I've heard they're looking to make it sort of like the recent God of War games, which if that's the case, I could get behind that. I could too. I mean, the whole idea of The Last Ronin, from what I've heard, sounds like something that's right up my alley to read. So I'm definitely going to be putting that on my birthday and Christmas list for my family to, to purchase for me because I, I am interested. I've always... I've ever since I heard about it, I knew it's something I'd want to read. I just haven't gotten around to it. And now with the game coming out, I am committing to it. So if I don't get it by the end of the year, I will purchase it myself. So have you read it or experienced it? Uh, yeah. it's been on my list for a while. I, um, you know, like I, 
grew up a little older than you, so I had read the original black and white comics when the cartoon came out because I was a comic book store kid. And I, I liked the 80s cartoon, but after reading the comics first, it was kind of cheesy, so I didn't like oh, it as yeah. much. So I followed the comics more. And, um, and then the comics kind of floundered when Kevin Eastman kind of left for a while and he was working on heavy metal and the comics were kind of in limbo and you'd get a occasionally a good storyline and then it was like you'd only get a new issue every three months so I stopped following it until they came out with I think it was City at War that was a pretty neat storyline and then but by that time I was kind of just like didn't really care about the Ninja Turtles not in like a bad way I just was kind of done with it um, I still have the original graphic novels from from the 80s run myself but the last ronin does intrigue me because it sounds really cool yeah you're living off the nostalgia of the turtles which is where i've been for the last decade or so i feel like and you know turtles in time like all that stuff was such a blast for me and you know and I'm sure I will get flack for this, but I really did enjoy those uh, live action movies that they did back in the 90s. Dude, I loved the first one <laughs> and I loved the third one. The second one. Eh. Yeah, it wasn't the great. The second one was a little cheesy. But um, I still loved them. Like, I just enjoyed. I, recently, my son got into the recent um, Netflix Ninja Turtles cartoon, which is almost like anime esque. Yeah, and it was really cool. Like we both got into that one, and then we saw the preview for the new animated movie, and I was like, "Hey, you want to go see that?" And he's like, "Dad, I don't like the way they look in that. Look how goofy they look." He was very, he was oh, very let down by the art style of that new, uh, the new CG style. Too. I've heard it's amazing though the movie. So itself, have I. So. Yeah, so have I. I think once it comes home, we'll watch it and we'll see. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I need to see that in Across the Spider Verse. So I think those will be at home movies to see but all right sir that's it what i got for the news for me speaking of ninja turtles they like to i mean they're in the street fighter game coming up soon in a very oh terrible my way God, that's so ridiculous did you see that i it's i think so it's the most it's asinine thing it's all cosmetic dlc fine it doesn't affect anything in the in the fighting mode it's only in the world tour mode but i guess if if you were a completionist or you just had to have it right for some reason it's a hundred dollars to own all of that content oh i thought it was 60 dollars 15 each for four no it's a hundred bucks wait i thought it was 15 dollars each and there's only four turtles is there uh, other according skins to the street fighter According to the Street Fighter Reddit, somebody calculated it's a hundred. There's more than I think just those packs. Okay. Like if you if you had to own every single bit, it's a hundred. I was like, that's insane. That's wild. That is insane. That's just crazy. All right. So if you happen to you know be a whale and what and have money's no object and you right. go out and buy the skins, what do you what can you do with those? Uh, you can just dress up your world tour mode character. Like you can't, you can't use it in the online like fighting or, um, it's only useful in the world tour mode, which is kind of like, uh, f like a big open world kind of final fight thing where you fight the AI. Okay. So you yeah. couldn't bring it to fight night with you on Friday nights? No. Nope. No. Nope. Damn. No, sir. That's a shame. Isn't that crazy? That is pretty bad. <laughs> but, you know, there's going to be people who are going to pay for it, like, wild. I mean, 
what game was it? Was it Injustice 2 or was it Mortal Kombat that had the turtles in it? It had to be Injustice 2, right? Injustice, yeah. And they were DLC and they were rad. Yeah, and you could flip around between the different turtles and do different things. So, you know, Street Fighter, get together. Actually put the turtles in the game. I, I mean, maybe that would break the, the world of the game in a way. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not a big Street Fighter person. Well... I hope people come join you guys on Friday nights and and get your punch kick on because you guys uh you guys have been having some lower numbers the last couple of nights and I hope that it can get back up to its glory days. Well, yeah, and that's fine. Uh, Fight Club has been a little slower, but that's okay. I've been having fun. That's that's the way to do it. Well, you mentioned earlier we do have our Halo nights on Thursdays nights. We definitely do it on the first Thursday, but it seems like we uh, have been getting a couple people together on random Thursdays. So come join us. Check us out on a Thursday night and see if we're playing Halo or but we'll definitely be there the first of the month. First Thursday of the month. All right, Hop. A little uh, show is coming upon us. That's the next big cycle of video game news that we get. And that is Gamescom out there in Cologne, Germany. And... You know, I think out of all of the big conventions and things for video games, this might be the one to go to in a way. You know, like if I had money's no object kind of thing to travel to Germany, to to go to a different country, to then check out a bunch of video games, that would be a lot of fun, right? Wouldn't you? Would you take yeah. that trip? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that's coming up here. Uh, opening Night Live, which is a giant show hosted by the one and only Jeff Keeley, uh, is August 22nd, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Figure out your time zone from there. And we probably will get maybe an announcement or two. We'll definitely get some trailers and hopefully gameplay footage of some games that people are really hyped about. Uh, the two things that have been confirmed by Jeff Keighley, unless something happened today that I missed, is Alan Wake 2 will be in Opening Night Live's uh, stream, as well as Black Myth Wukong. And both these games are games I'm actually interested in. Uh, I'm interested in knowing more about Black Myth Wukong than I am Alan Wake 2, because there's just not a lot of information. It's going to be an action-y right. type but game. So... Uh, you know, maybe something very similar to Wolong Fallen Dynasty, maybe similar to Dark Souls. I don't know. Like, I'm not entirely sure what it may be yet. But Alan Wake 2 definitely has me hooked anyways, because I love the first game and I can't wait to see what they do with the second one. Um, and I want to dive in it at some point in time, but I don't know when that will be. Xbox will also be at Gamescom and they have a pretty large presence from what they what I've Read They're about. gonna have the largest, yeah. Yeah, they have a lot going on there. Not just first party stuff. They have a lot of third party stuff. And so I'm gonna just kind of highlight the things that I saw on the list. Was uh, Forza Motorsport will be there. It will be non playable, just a presentation. Starfield will be non playable with a presentation. Then they'll have Towerborn Stalker Two that is playable and the, mm -hmm. the Payday Three, which looks really cool yeah well i was gonna say the rumor on stalker 2 is it may release sometime in december 
Yeah, December. There is a December date I saw. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Juicent, the uh, climbing game that I'm actually strangely intrigued by. Uh, it looks like a peaceful, stressful, one of those like stressful, peaceful games. You know what I mean? You know, like you just mm. kind of like you're like, oh, this is kind of you know, chill. You know, you know, you're just like uh, chilling out there, like climbing and stuff. You know? and, and then all of a sudden you, you fall to your death and you get freaked out about it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, things like that, right? <laughs> Um, and then Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon playable, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty, which will be playable. Yeah. And, and then I, I added one yeah. extra one. The Metro, the Metro team is going to be there, and I don't think they would be there for just anything. I think they're going to be unveiling the next Metro game. That would be pretty wild. There hasn't been any be word awesome. if Xbox is doing some kind of presentation per se like a like a summer showcase kind of thing uh so there hasn't been an announcement on it so i don't know how a lot of this stuff is going to happen i would imagine if there was a metro game being revealed there would have to be some kind of presentation maybe metro game gets revealed at opening night live and then xbox has it at their booth or something i don't know possibly yeah, I'm looking forward to the Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. I Once they fix the game with the 1.5, it was so good, and I can't wait to play this expansion. Yeah, I about a month ago, I was toying with the idea of playing Cyberpunk to completion this time. I got maybe, I don't know, a third of the way through the story, um, fell in love with Pan Am, and then stopped playing the game. So that was kind of... I felt bad. I, I just left my girl hanging. But anyways, the uh, as I get closer to start playing it again, it was all right. One five is going to come out. One five came out. I just still didn't get to it. And then now it's like Phantom Liberty is coming out, and it's going to change everything. Yeah, you might as well wait because it's so. going to change a lot of the skills and yep. stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe by the time I get around to start playing it, there's going to be like, well, this uh, other patch is going to come out. They're going to change. No, right. I imagine. After Phantom Liberty, they'll be tweaking, but there won't be anything major because it is the final and only DLC. That's probably the last big update, yeah. right? And then they're going to be moving on to something else. So, well, they got the Witcher, whatever Witcher game they're working on now. So, but anyways, that's just kind of a rundown of the tidbits I found. There's a ton of indie games that are going to be there. There's a ton mm-hmm. of other things that you can, we'll probably hear about as Gamescom goes on. But, you know, for the big things, I mean, there's no Sony, no EA, no, uh, I think really Xbox is the only Last major. Last year, Sony did their own direct about a week afterwards. Yeah. So there hasn't been an announcement yet, but that possibly will be what they do. So, again. what is it that, like, anything on this list that I mentioned or anything that I might not have mentioned just jump out at you as, hey, this is, I really want to know more besides Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. Um, I want to see more Armor Core gameplay. Um, that series has always been... I love the originals on the OG PlayStation. Um, I want to see the new Metro if that's shown. Um, Payday 3, I saw a little bit of a preview and it looked really cool. I know the second game, I never played it because I heard it was plagued with bugs and crashes and all kinds of issues. So I'm hoping maybe the third game actually runs well. Stalker 2 looks intense. Um I'm it excited does. that we're getting Forza, but I'm kind of wondering why it's not going to be playable on the show floor. Like, that's that's a little... And Starfield, too. Starfield should be, like, just about done by now if it's 
you know, coming out in a couple of weeks. It's weird that those two games are just having like demonstrations and not actually having playable software on the floor. The Forza one is puzzling to me, but the Starfield one, the way I think about it is you can't really experience Starfield probably in a 15, 20 minute window. That's true. No, you're right. That's true. So Alan Wake 2 looks awesome. I have the first one and still need to play it. So <laughs> that's another one of those. I'd be curious how it holds up. I'd be curious how it holds yeah, up. Yeah, I've got I got the uh PS five updated one on PS plus as part of my membership, so I'm gonna check it out on there. It's a great game. I loved it. That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if the controls will feel a little rough um not red dead redemption one rough but just rough so that was mostly rough just because they were janky (laughs) sure but the was not a remaster then if i the alan wake one is yeah yeah Yeah, okay so it might not be as bad i i forgot that they might they did that remaster so yeah it might not be as bad but yeah I mean, it's definitely a really cool game, and the vibe of it and the way you had to do things was is a lot of fun. So, um, I I still remember the story and the final like few, the final act or two of the game was just it's a trip. So it's it's a cool game. The Sam Lake and the team at Remedy, they're they're freaking geniuses out there. The way that they do games with Alan Wake Control, um. I need to go back and finish the DLC and control the Alan Wake DLC and control. But, uh, yeah. but those, those games plus, I mean, quantum break was cool and I love their take on the, when they did the max Payne series, I thought they did a great job with that. So, you know, yeah, I, I think remedy just, they, they shoot their shots and they, and they land better than most. So, um, yeah, I mean Gamescom. It's a, it's a big deal. It's I mean it's the largest gaming convention in on the planet, if you will, and it's it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of information over the next couple of weeks. And when we sit down and talk in September, we're gonna have a lot to talk about, man, because th- mm-hmm. there there's gonna be a lot of things coming out. And hopefully, let's see when will that first show be. I'm hoping that. X Defiant. That first show will be the fifth. God, I hope X Defiant drops before then. It's rumored to drop on this last week of August, sometime between the 28th and the 1st. Okay. Because it's being played at a major uh, gaming event on September 2nd. And I'm just dying to get... After playing the the beta i just can't wait for that game like that to me that's for or for me that's the 636 game that i'm going to be playing probably the most it felt like a classic arena shooter with fun gameplay and it wasn't as spazzy as the current call of duties it felt like more like the classic call of duties sort of like cold war and earlier um and then with the factions from the Ubisoft games, and there's there's a bunch of leaks about other factions from Far Cry and some of the other franchises from Ubisoft coming into the game over the year, and it'll just be fun to see what they add. Uh, there's already a leak about a Rainbow Six team. I was like, sweet! Ah, that's <laughs> awesome. Excited. That's awesome. So I'm hoping by the time of our September show that I can geek out over that. 
Alrighty, man. Well, that does it for our show this episode. And as always, man, I am so thankful to be talking video games with you. And and I and I hope that I can I can find a way to squeeze the time in over the next few weeks as I start grad school next week. So, um, you know, a little nervous, a little excited, but you know, I got to figure it out, and uh, we can hopefully keep chatting about games. I don't know if I'll play many games. But we can talk about them, right? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever we got to do, Finn, we'll make it happen. All righty. Well, sir, plug yourself away. Talk about something fun if you can. Um, Yeah, come check out my uh, other podcast. It's on RuminationsRadioNetwork.com, Retro Futures Culture, where I break down uh, anime, pop culture, alternate timelines, movies. Um, I've had you on a number of times. I I need to schedule you on for the Warriors. I've got some other stuff coming up here soon. Um, And also check out the other shows on uh, RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. Catch me on the Discord. uh, Find my Xbox tag there. I don't really play anything multiplayer on the PlayStation, but maybe that'll change when Hell Divers 2 or 3, whatever that game comes out. That looks pretty fun. But anyway, (laughs) hit me up. We'll play some play some multiplayer all right and i am finn rear 765 or you just call me finn and you catch me on the discord at the adultgamer.com i hope you enjoyed the show come check us out and our you know anywhere you can and we'll play some games we'll chat about them and we'll have some fun but until then i'll catch you on the flippity flip